I, I, I would love to, you know, consistently post on YouTube, but it's just a matter of time and, uh, you know, just getting to a point where I can balance both. So. Dude, you've, do, you've done pretty well, though, because you, all the episodes that you have, you have over 100 episodes that you've done. Dude, it's, you, you've done a pretty damn good job, especially if it's a one-man operation. Usually, some of my friends that run podcasts, and it's like they have a couple of virtual assistants that run it. Like they're not able to put out as much content as you put out. So I'm pretty impressed. I like it. Thank yeah. you. It means a lot. That's super um, good. Yeah, just trying my best. I mean the one thing that I kind of notice uh, with a lot of people that start in the space is the lack of consistency, mm-hmm. where, you know, whatever may happen, they may not feel inspired or they might have, you know, other obligations, which I completely understand and respect. It's just a matter of being consistent. You know, it doesn't have to be a one hour episode every time you put post Did a seven be, minute episode. To be honest, that's really the, the like hardest part for anything that anybody does, which is why only maybe 10% of people succeed in anything that they want to do is like being consistent day after day, even when things are good, even things were bad, like just staying consistent every single day and keeping your energy up and continue to spit it out. Even when you don't feel like it, you're kind of like, all right, I'm sure there's like interviews that you've done maybe even today or kind of like, man, I don't feel like doing this. I got so much stuff on my plate today, but you're like, I committed to it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to push it out. And that's the same exact way that it is with any kind of business too, that you start or any kind of like dream or goal that you want to achieve. It's more of like staying consistent every single day, putting in a little bit and 1% better every single day. So that after a hundred days, you're a hundred percent better. But most people stop after doing it for like a month or two. And they're like, man, I'm not getting enough followers. I'm not getting enough likes. I'm not seeing the results. It's like when people diet or new year's, they make a new year's resolution and they're like, Oh, I'm going to lose 10 pounds this year. And then they go into the gym five days a week for like the first month. And then February comes around and they're like, I'm not seeing anything, any results. So they quit. They're like, Oh, this doesn't work. This stuff doesn't work. That's what most people do. And that's why most people are most people. And there's other people that are, uh, un, you know, not so average and that are extraordinary that put the extra in ordinary and uh, put in the extra work and are willing to look stupid doing it in the very beginning. But oh, at man. the end, they're like, man, you're, you're a genius. <laughs> it's, it's so funny to me that you said that, especially the last part, because, you know, the, one of the reasons why I started this was because I'm naturally very introverted. So for me to be in front of the camera talking to people that I've just met or just, you know, encountered was outside my comfort zone. But I realized that it's an essential skill to have. It's an essential skill to develop, especially if you want to be, you know, in the entrepreneurship world or realm or however you want to frame it. You want to have great communication skills. You want to get along with everyone. And so one of the ways that I thought, you know, I could make that sort of jump or leap was through doing a podcast. And then, you know, Obviously, as you get into something, it turns into a completely different thing. So, yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah that's it. that's exactly how I, I am. Like, I feel like I was born naturally an introvert, and I still am much of an introvert, but kind of got pushed out of my comfort zone and uh, kind of speaking a little bit, how to learn a lot and still do even to this day of like reading a lot of books, how to communicate with people, how to talk with people. I'm like the person that would rather just be behind a computer all day and not talk to anybody and be like, if 
I could speak to people just through a computer without having to talk to them on video or anything like that, like good. And even sometimes like I have to force myself to extrovert of actually like talking. And then I got to go back to like my room and be like, okay, I got to like recharge for, for maybe a day. Cause that was like too much people that I was around networking with all these Mm -hmm. people and I could talk while I'm there, but man, I got to recharge after that because naturally I'm introverted, but you taking the step and going out of your comfort zone. That's a, that's a big step actually. And uh, I'm, I'm sure you have as well because, um, you know, I have your company pulled up here, the website pulled up rather at here.com, uh, at here, And you know what you do essentially in my opinion, and you obviously could describe it better, but you do have to communicate the message, the goal of the company to people and I'm sure that takes a lot of interactions face to face versus just directing, you know, the the staff or the employees that you have that work with you. Um, so yeah, to an extent, I'm sure you have also sort of had to um, get out of that introverted cycle slash nature that you know we fall into. Yeah, if you don't mind introducing yourself and you know what you do, what your company does to the people listening that may not know. Yeah, for sure. So. Uh, I am the founder of the fastest growing education lead generation firm here in the U.S. So what we do is focus on uh, helping universities and colleges find more students uh, that want to enroll in their schools and in their universities. So we focus mainly on just the U.S. currently right now, but looking to expand a little bit more um, later on as well, too. Uh, but it's kind of interesting because uh, we do most of our marketing all through Facebook and through social media. So we've learned how to work on a performance basis where when we generate the prospective student to the school, they'll pay us uh, for that, what they call lead. So it's all done on internet marketing. We also run a 20 person call center where we generate a lot of our leads through the call center too um, uh, for the universities and colleges, but we've been doing it for, over a decade, which has been awesome. And uh, it's been interesting on how I even got into the space. And I knew nothing about uh, internet marketing or lead generation before I got into it a little bit over a decade ago. Well, Um, sorry to cut you off. But to be fair, a decade ago, it wasn't as cluttered. And a decade ago, you know, we didn't have the Ty Lopez ad where he was promoting (laughs) start your own digital marketing agency. So you were essentially ahead of the curve. Or the curve yeah. right, to begin with. And I didn't even realize that because I had no idea this industry even existed whatsoever because I came from doing financial services. Like I was uh, talking to people across the kitchen table face to face where uh, I was selling like insurance products, refinancing people's homes and such too. And uh, I was like 21 or 22 at the time when I was doing that. Um, but it's kind of interesting because I was living on a 100% commission doing that. And, uh, I, you know, at that time, 21 and 22, I was going to school and going to college and, uh, I was introverted studying management information systems in high school. I wanted to be a computer hacker. So like, I love being behind the computer and not talking to people. Right. But all of a sudden I started seeing like all my friends that were like 21 and 22 buying these like huge five bedroom houses, um, that were like, I was like, man, what the heck are they doing? And they're doing financial services as a huge boom as before, like, the 2008 financial crash. And uh, I was like, man, and I started looking at my professor. I said, man, do I want my professor's life or do I want my friend's life? Who's like 
making at that time it seemed like a lot of money making over a quarter million dollars a year at 21 or 22 buying five bedroom houses and stuff and it was a multiple amount of my friends that were doing it i said i think all my friends life and to be honest with you my friend wasn't exactly like i didn't see him as like the smartest cookie but he was the most successful one that i knew so i was like okay teach me exactly what you do and how you do it so that's when I started uh, reading a lot of the books on how to communicate with people because talking to people face to face, I was so scared to do um, at that time. So I had to really learn a lot and dig a lot about myself and figure out how to talk to people, how to communicate, how to present in front of people. And then uh, 2008 hit and uh, that was like when all of my clients dried up and I was living on a hundred percent commission had like about 300 bucks to my name. And then the girl I was going out with at the time that I knew for like three or four months, all of a sudden said that she's pregnant with my son. So I'm like, Oh, oh wow. great. <laughs> this is good. I don't even know when my next check is coming in or anything of that sort, but I got to figure something out quick. So a lot of my friends, my mentors have always said, you know what? Um, never get a job, never get a job. A job stands for just over broke. Never sell your time for money never like have anybody else control your time that can tell you when to take a vacation, when to take a lunch, when you can go home, when you have to show up, never sell your time for money in that way. So I grew up in that, in the financial services industry doing that. But at this time I was like, man, I got 300 bucks in my name and I got a kid on the way. I got to do something. I got to go get one of those jobs. So I looked on Craigslist and found this internet marketing company. I didn't know what it was. All I knew is that they said uh, $30,000 salary and uh, uncapped commissions. So it was like sales or something of that sort. So I was like, okay, sure, I'll do it. It was as an affiliate manager managing affiliates. They were doing affiliate marketing. And uh, once I got into it, I was like, after about a week and seeing the actual numbers and seeing like, man, there's these guys that are like 20 years old that I continue to try to contact and we're sending them quarter million dollar checks a month. And they're just making these websites and these landing pages and selling leads and uh, doing this internet marketing. So I don't know what it is, but I became obsessed. I was like, man, I don't know what this is, but I want to know everything there is to learn about this. I want to know who the players are. I want to become friends with them. And I want to know exactly how to do it because I saw the real numbers and I saw like every time I try to give them a call, they're always traveling all the time. They're going to Europe. I would say like, Hey, here's this link. We just got this new campaign, this new advertisement. Do you got, do you guys want to run it? He's like, Hey, I I'm on my way to Europe right now. Can you just send me the link and I'll implement it? I was like, okay, sure. I'll send it. I send it. And we sent him another quarter million dollar check uh, the next month. And I try to get a hold of him again. He was like, Hey, I'm on my way to South America right now. Can you just send me the link and I'll implement it. I just talked to him for like 10 minutes. I sent him the link and we sent him another quarter million dollar check like the next month. And there was thousands of them. I'm like, man, these guys are living the life. Like they're like 20 years old. They're building these websites and just traveling the world with all this independence. I said, man, I don't know what it is. And I became obsessed about it of like all the different stuff. I mean, at that time, like Google search was a big thing and like doing email marketing and stuff. Like now with social media and the power of Facebook, it's, ridiculous uh man after doing that for like four years uh for somebody else i finally woke up and i got a little comfortable making six figures over there doing that at the job but after about four years of doing it i was like man why am i making somebody else rich when i could be doing this for myself i make up 40 percent of this company's revenues all myself and i saw people who i dropped out of college so i don't have a college degree or anything of that sort but i saw people that were like they were going to Syracuse, so they graduated from Stanford. I live here in Silicon 
Silicon Valley. So we have like Stanford graduates and all these Cal Berkeley graduates and everything. So these, I saw these guys who weren't making as big of an impact on the company as I was that was going and getting promoted into all these different positions. And it finally lit the fire under my butt and said, man, it's not going to be given to me. I have to go out there and take it. I'm never going to become the CEO of this company that I work for because I don't have a degree. And I like put under these stereotypes that if you don't have a degree, then you can't hold these management positions or leadership positions. Right, so you I was like, you know what? To a certain level. Right. Exactly. We're like, in order for you to go to another level, you got to get a degree and to go to the next level, you got to get the next degree to have an MBA or a master's and all that different stuff. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's not really my path. You know what I'm going to do is I'm going to take it instead. So I worked tirelessly of, uh, as soon as I got off of the job and working at after 6 PM, I would go home and work on the business that I was starting, which is now add here. Um, and focusing on that until about nine, 9 p.m. My son would go to sleep about 9 p.m. And then right after he would go to sleep, I'd focus on it again until like two, three o'clock in the morning and then get up like four hours later and do it all over again. Go back to work, do the nine to five, nine to six stuff, come back home, work on it tirelessly for about two years straight until eventually they uh, they looked at me. They're like, man, this guy's not focused anymore. So I kind of got myself fired so I could live on unemployment for about six months, which is exactly what I needed because I didn't need the plan B anymore. You just got to build your own thing. Yeah. That's I think right. it's important to highlight, um, you know, when you want to do your own thing, but you can't financially support yourself, that it's okay to have a job. And it's actually important to have a job because a lot of people are under this misconception, excuse me, that if they, you know, steer off the normal path and they start their own company through social media, through ads, through all sorts of mechanisms that they're just going to have independence, you know, within the first six months. And that's when they give up, when they don't get the unrealistic sort of goal. And so I think it's important to highlight stories like yours where you, you know, explain to people how hard you had to work. You had to do your normal job and come home, you know, see your son off at night and then work on your own business. And I've, I've kind of, I can relate to a certain extent, you know, I'm a little bit younger, but um, I have a normal day-to-day -day job. And then I have my podcast, which essentially is funded by my normal job. And I think I definitely recognize the value in it. You know, I could live off of my parents' support. I could live off of all sorts of other things, but I still recognize that it's important to put the extra work in. And that's something we have to emphasize as people that are in this space the amount of work that's put in, not just the end result, not just the houses and the, and the cars and, you know, all sorts of other things that glamorize this sort of lifestyle. Dude, I agree with you 110% because I think uh, it's even more challenging now uh, to start because it's challenging, but yet more opportunity today to start because we see the Instagrams, we see this, this stuff and we see the flashy cars and it seems like it just happens overnight for people that like people mm -hmm. get there overnight. And it may. It may happen overnight. But it could. Anything is absolutely possible today. Everything is possible today. It can ha happen overnight. But I think a lot of challenges come in that, you know, if we undermine the amount of work that it takes, that like while you got a job, like you got all these other hours to work during the day after the job. Take advantage of it because if you don't take advantage of those free hours that you do have, if you don't have the job, 
you're not going to take advantage of the free hours. You're going to think like, you know, and I, and I ran into this challenge, you know, when I first became self-employed doing financial services, I was like, man, I'm my own boss. I don't have anybody telling me what to do, when to come in or anything like that. But that was the challenge too, that nobody was telling me when to come in. So I figured if I wake up at 10:30 AM in the morning and I roll into the office, like around one o'clock in the afternoon, like I'll be good. I'll be okay. And then I'll come home like around like 7 PM and such too. Like I wasn't putting in the work and I fell on my face. And that's the reason why I only had 300 bucks in my pocket after doing that for like four years um, in 2008 when 2008 happened and everything. Right. So the, the key is putting in the work when you do have the free time. And I always give this advice too, that, you know, if I didn't have that J-O-B um, in internet marketing and I didn't work at that company, I wouldn't know how, what to do and how to do the things that I do today. Like I, highly recommend that it, like you're looking to get into the internet marketing space, like go work for a company for like two or three years. That's in the space you want to be in and learn everything you can possibly learn about it. Become obsessed about it and take it super seriously because you know, if you don't, um, if you don't toil and take care of somebody else's business, then when it becomes time to be your own business, you're not going to take care of it either. So if you take care of somebody else's business, like it's your own business, and when it's time to have your own business, you'll take care of that business way better than anything else. I definitely agree. And I think, you know, working for someone else in the field that you want to eventually be in or eventually, you know, own your own business in is, first of all, it's super convenient and great for you because it's not on your expense, meaning mm-hmm. they're responsible, they're liable for what happens. You get to learn on their or you get to learn at their expense which is a beautiful thing. And it's important to have that sort of experience before you dive into the space by yourself. Now, in this day and age, we have so much information that we, I don't, I mean, this is a debate, right? Like I can't sit here and give a definitive answer to, can we skip work experience? Can information, the right amount of information replace work experience? In some cases it does, which is what universities, you know, thrive on is they provide you with uh, information uh, which essentially allows you to skip a few levels of experience. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of variables in this equation. Yeah, I think what universities provide is a structure. And no matter what, everybody needs structure. <laughs> we need to structure our day ourselves. If not, then somebody else needs to structure that day for us until we learn how to structure our day ourselves. So the universities really provide that structure and the colleges provide that structure of like, all right, you're coming in, here's the study schedule, here's the quizzes, here's when the quizzes are going to happen, here's the tests and such, here's what you need to pass the tests and such too. So I think it's great that they provide the uh, structure, but it really comes down to the individual. You know, you can get that information wherever you want. Like I, I self-taught myself how to make landing pages. Like I self-taught myself by looking on YouTube and just having it on one screen and doing the landing page on the other one. I used to have a friend that would come over every Thursday night. And we, what we would do is just develop and design landing pages. She would teach me how to do Photoshop. Like, here's how to make a box. Here's how to like make a circle. And I'd say like, I want to design this landing page like this and copy that landing page. So every Thursday she would come over and say like, here's how to do a circle. And then we look at YouTube videos for stuff that she didn't know how to do. And was, I was able to start doing designing all from there. But I, I think everybody kind of needs a structure and colleges provide that structure for you. Although if you read a lot of books with the information that's out there on how to build structure around your life, you can create that structure for yourself. And once you become good at doing that, 
Just and a little bit more difficult though. It is. It really is. 